0: The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and sexual content. Viewers be advised, this show is rad. Loosely Canon Podcast does
1: not own any of these stories or properties. All characters and stories shared on this show are fictional, and any likeness to real people or situations are coincidental.
0: Uh, Peter moans. Okay. How do you think that sounded like you? If you were a bit in the neck, how, how do you think you would moan? Uh... guys welcome back to loosely canon the one canon event miguel o'hara can't stop from happening i am andrew your host and oh yeah right i I brought the lore into it there you go and with me is q q say how you're doing i am doing tired yeah isn't that the truth (laughs) ain't that the truth well don't worry we got something really fun it's gonna be really high energy i am super excited uh i want to tell the audience that today we're doing something a little different today and i'm really pumped for it because it's our first ever fan request episode yeah i'm all for it yeah we got a email and i'm not going to reveal the full name uh i assume they want to remain anonymous but i do at least want to say nikki this episode's for you thank you so much and we hope you enjoy it so are you a big spider-man fan q uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, I would say I'm an average Spider-Man fan. Which, like which is your favorite Spider-Person?
1: Honestly, just because of the, the, uh, just because I grew up with, up with him as a child, Tobey Maguire is probably always going to be my favorite Spider-Man.
0: Okay, fair, fair. That's a good one. Solid. Um, my favorite's actually from the comics. It's, uh, Ben Riley, And I'm actually really excited because he's actually in the new movie. And he's voiced by one of our favorite people, Andy Samberg. Oh, nice! Nice. And he he's like one of the '90s Spider-Man, so he's like really dark and brooding, but he's also like hella jacked. <laughs> and it's amazing <laughs> it's a Spider-Man
1: that goes to the gym.
0: Yeah, no, he is he is jacked, and he's moody, and uh, I love that. It's funny. He also has a really tight outfit. Um, tight as in really cool. I mean, I guess it's also tight. You get what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean Spider-Man outfits are always really tight. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the most part, but today we're actually, the reason I'm talking about it is because we're talking about the new Spider-Verse. You watched the original back when it was released in like 17, right? Yeah, 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 I watched it. That's where where Post Malone released Sunflower. Yeah, I think it was 17, maybe 18, but that's not the point. Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. It was really super stylistic and bright poppy, and it was just kind of like a, it was kind of a feel-good movie, you know? It was one of the better Spider-Man movies honestly. It was it was really really cool. I enjoyed it. It definitely surprised me going into it cuz I don't yeah. I think I saw trailers for it and I wasn't into it, but after I watched it I was like, "Yo, I want more of this."
1: Yeah, yeah, me too.
0: And they delivered on it and unfortunately you weren't able to see it, but I got to go see the film and I enjoyed it. It's got that same cool art style. It expands on all those ideas that it originally had and honestly, I mean, it's just more of what you wanted. My only critique of it is the ending, but uh, we can we can talk about that <laughs> uh, off camera for non-spoiler talks. Yeah. So Spider-Verse, of course, follows Miles Morales, um, but today we're actually going to focus on two other Spider-People. Now, you're going to have to stop me, Q, if you don't know who these are. So do you remember from the first film, Peter B. Parker? Yeah, he was the one that I always
1: felt was like loosely based off of toby Maguire spider-man
0: yeah i can see that i mean he's he's kind of more like the actual like hey if this is this is an actual person here you know uh-huh yeah Like he has shit going on in his personal life he's not the most athletic yeah and didn't he like pu- like put up his his suit and he was like i'm, I'm just gonna like i'm a i'm a family man now no not exactly you see that was the problem in the first film he actually loses mj and he he's like depressed and alone oh yeah okay i remember until he has this meeting with miles and he kind of helps him turn his life around and he returns in the new movie and this isn't a spoiler because it's in all the trailers but he's actually back uh he's rebounded from his personal crisis and now he has a kid with mj okay so she Little she Mayday got her Parker. Back. so he got her back and then some
1: may day parker. So may like aunt may. Yes. Okay.
0: Oh, cool. And all the stuff in the movie is super cute. You know, I mean, he's like a doting little father, so it's really cute to see them interacting on screen. But our other spider person is on the other end of the spectrum and his name is Miguel O'Hara.
1: Have you ever heard of him? I've never heard of Miguel O'Hara, but it's it's a sick name. Not going to lie. But,
0: yeah, actually, I wanted to talk about that. So, originally in the comics, he was supposed to be half Irish, half uh, Mexican. You know, really? So they were like, "Okay, we need to represent both halves of his identity." What, okay, we'll start with Miguel, and what's the most Irish name we can oh, think
1: of? O'Hara. Yeah.
0: O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I like. I like that, honestly. So he is known as Spider Man twenty ninety nine because he's from the year twenty ninety nine. And he in the comics, he works for this company called Alchemax. His boss gets him addicted to drugs. And in an effort to kind of overcome his addiction, he goes to like genetic manipulation. Something, of course, goes wrong. And he becomes a spider person, except he's a little different. He actually has fangs and claws.
1: Oh, so he's like an actual spider
0: person. Yes, actually. Uh, He is bad ass. That's cool as shit. And and in the movie, he is just, he was my gym inspiration for the week. He's got that like Dorito back. You know what I'm talking about with like the massive lats. Oh, hell yeah. It was amazing. So he is in the film a conflicted Spider Man from the future. And he's trying to mend the multiverse by preserving these canon events. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to look as sexy as hell while doing it. So he's trying to make sure that loosely canon. Uh, continues yeah, (laughs) and uh, gets really, really big, is what you're saying. After watching the film, I understood exactly why someone wanted us to cover this because (laughs) I I understand. This guy's no-nonsense. He dons super tight bodysuits, and he is the antagonist in the story. We're actually going to ship these two characters together today, Peter B. Parker and Miguel O'Era, which I think we kind of wanted to talk about why they're shipping them from what I've seen. It seems that this is one of those cases where the internet is really fixated on the juxtaposition of two characters dispositions. Like Peter B Parker in this film is now happy and he's fulfilled as a family man. And Miguel is a broken, bitter, hot guy. Yeah. Um, There's a fun note uh, in the film. uh, Mayday Peter's daughter is around all the time. And he's, like, showing pictures of her to everybody, including Miguel. And it's revealed, like, five minutes beforehand that Miguel is, like, traumatized because he lost a daughter. Oh, damn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is getting dark. So this man is, like, flaunting, like, oh, look at my daughter. Look how cute she is. And, like, Miguel is literally holding her in his arms. And a few minutes ago, it just showed his other daughter just, like, dissolve in his hands.
1: That's whack, bro.
0: So with all angsty characters, I have a feeling you're going to really like Miguel O'Hara as a character. He sounds cool. He sounds like you're kind of angst. Hell yeah. We just need someone to break down these emotional barriers that that Miguel has put up. And I think Peter is the perfect one for the job. All right, let's get into it. So We're actually going to talk about two stories today. We're going to link both of them in the show notes, but the first one is called My Heart Knew That I Couldn't, And Then You Take Me In by Flower City. This one is a very wholesome story, and it starts off with Peter introducing uh, Mayday to Miguel at Spider HQ. Uh, It's like the first time he's bringing her around. For a note, uh, Peter literally swings around with Mayday and like a harness (laughs) (laughs) and she has her own like crocheted spider mask that she pulls over her head.
1: Honestly, that's, that's straight up. Like that's, that's,
0: that's me, man. Yeah. Right. (laughs) This, This is adorable. And Miguel's of course not happy about it. Uh, but then like, as like this continues to go on, Miguel doesn't seem that bothered by the intrusion now, Peter B. Parker is an amazing father. would you Would you agree, Q? with no uh, context?
1: Yeah, with, with zero context at all, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I do think swinging or like, so does Mayday have powers? Yes, okay I can, okay. then I, yeah, I could see it. I was just saying like if she didn't have powers, it'd be a little weird just, like yeah.
0: just swinging around <laughs> even, like even with it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, amazing father that he is. Uh, he decides to leave Mayday with Miguel. Uh, okay i mean i'm I'm having second thoughts <laughs> so i just want to toss this out here miguel in the film like spider hq is this bustling high-tech center like there's like these bright clean walls and bridges and like there's all these like happy spider Man moving around right did you do a spoiler alert at the beginning there's, there's nothing really s- this is this is all stuff you've seen in trailers okay okay i mean i haven't but sure yeah sure i Hey, spoilers if you haven't seen a trailer. <laughs> there you go. Miguel's office <laughs> is a dilapidated, like, dark and, like, frankly, destroyed laboratory. Like, my man literally is, like, living in darkness, uh, uh, yeah. metaphorically and literally. And Peter B. Parker's like, yeah, this is a, this is a great place to leave him.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't think Miguel would make a great babysitter, is what I'm trying to say. His only friend in the lore is an AI that he made yikes build a friend workshop he is he is not what I would call a uh, <laughs> a people person It's
1: like Tony Stark, but without pepper pots and emotional
0: issues, oh, yeah, no, easily. yeah. Miguel manages to keep Mayday occupied until Peter returns and Miguel's like, you know, why the hell did you do this? You know, I don't want to look after your kid. And Peter returns by saying, I wasn't sure you'd greet if I told you. Which, not a great start. Yeah, that's very manipulative. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. I know, right? It's like, hey, man, I know you've already got problems going on, but here's some emotional like baggage. Time passes. And it turns out Miguel is one of the few people that can help Mayday from being, like, overtly upset. And he does it by flashing his, like, weird vampire fangs that he has. Uh, which, by the way, will become important in our next story. Okay. Foreshadowing. And Parker and Miguel get really close. And I'm not saying metaphorically. I mean literally. Like <laughs> physically. They are, they are physically close to each other. So I'm, like, nose to Nose their lips are parted and Peter's noticing just how full and luscious they look and every, like all these feelings are just abound and you know, what could possibly happen Q? Um, They do the, they do the, they do the dirty. No, no, oh Oh. no, nothing happens. Nothing happens at all. They, they just kind of like, eh, yeah, cool, whatever. And Peter, apparently after this just makes it a point to leave his daughter with Miguel all the time. Like so to the point to the you, point where he yeah. wouldn't really give a reason. He just like, yeah, hey, here's here's a kid. And by the way, once again, all of this is happening. Peter does not give a reason for it. Uh, but apparently he's just like, Yeah, this is this dusty ass dungeon. I'm gonna leave my kid here. <laughs> <laughs> Peter sits there with Miguel and Mayday, and just when you think they're finally gonna kiss. Peter leans over on Miguel's shoulder and they all sit there like a nice little family. And that's the end of the first chapter of that story. Okay,
1: so they're basically just like Um I do have a couple of questions. Sure. Hit uh, me. And, and and comments. Uh so he's still with uh his wife at this point. Peter Peter MJ, yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh second question, second like kind of comment. Uh, you know, when you watch movies and you like, you obviously know that there's going to be like some sort of like romantic subplot with two characters, because for some reason they just always stand way too fucking close to each other all the time. Yeah. Like
0: Dude, even there's, when like, they no personal space. Yeah. Even when they're mad,
1: they're just like shoved up against each other. Like, yeah. And you're like, you know, kiss. It's just like it kind of feels awkward sometimes. It's like, why did they decide to take a shot of like somebody who's just like, they're literally right up against each other. Even the characters are supposed to hate. Like,
0: I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So I want to address your first point. Uh, one of one of our friends, I remember asking us when we told him we were doing this, he said, does that mean that Peter's a bad husband, that he's cheating on MJ? And I have a theory, Q. What if MJ gave him a hall pass? And she specifically said, hey, if you find an alternative future version of Spider-Man and he's voiced by Oscar Isaac and he's really hot, you get a freebie. I mean, that's mine, right? Yeah, right? And she was like, there's no fucking way that's going to happen. And then <laughs> you know, and then it turns out multiverse theory is true. And she's like,
1: well... Here's a better yeah. theory. Here's a better theory. What? What if, what if they're... Get ready for it. Swingers. Ooh,
0: <laughs> get it because they like it. Ah, hey. yeah, but um, <laughs> but I'm So, uh, fun fact: our author had not seen the film before writing this fic, <laughs> and I'm going to give him kudos. My, uh, of course, subtracting the romantic relationship subplot, the portrayal of all the characters involved fairly accurate. Cool. I would say you know they got the brooding down. They got the. Potential bad parenting from Peter down it is all good. I enjoyed it. Now, the second one is under my skin by imbued with blue, and I really wanted to get the. The reason I'm doing this is because I wanted to get the breath of the Miguel Peter ship. Because some of it's just like the cutesy stuff, like them just being next to each other, making each other laugh. But, Keo, I think you and I both know what we cover on this show a lot. Yeah. Uh yeah. You can say it. It's okay. Sex. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> so our our story, remember when we had a wholesome little moment?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, so do I. Anyways, Miguel O'Hara, I've already mentioned, is a little different compared to other spider people. Um, his fangs and claws actually have venom. Oh yikes. And he uses it to paralyze his opponents. Now, let's just hypothesize real quick. Q, what do you think happens when that venom hits another spider person?
1: Uh, I, okay, all right. So I know, oh, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we normally go like I was, I started trying to get off scientific. I'm like, oh, I don't know, but I think I have there an idea. Chances now. Each other out, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I've got an idea now, okay. Um, But
0: that's exactly the question that Peter B. Parker is wondering in this story here. He basically sits down across from Miguel and says, I want you to bite me so I can know what your venom does to people. And Miguel's like, I really don't want to do it. But ultimately, he gives in and he gives the people what they want. And as Miguel's fangs sink into Peter's neck, uh, Peter moans. Okay. Okay. How do you think that sounded like you? If you were a bit in the neck, how, how do you think you would moan? Uh. Oh, that's a good one. I was thinking more of like, Ugh. Oh, that's what I like that one too. Yeah. Right. So he does that, you know, he gets a little bit bit and then he's like, mm-hmm. and Peter wants to know what it was like to be bit by a vampire in the story. Apparently it fills him with an ungodly lust. That Peter <laughs> is totally into. <laughs> like Peter
1: is an ungodly lust?
0: Yes. Okay. Or is it? Much like all venoms, uh, Miguel's, Miguel's toxins go straight to Peter's cock.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's
0: exactly what happens when you get bit by a snake, right? Yeah, Peter's just standing there all woozy, and he's like, oh, why is my dick huge? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Miguel is of course uh hung like a stallion confirming my suspicions watching the film uh and is currently using it to tickle peter's navel mm. Hmm. yeah right uh at this point we we should be queuing the the music it, it'll come in right now mm. and apparently miguel's venom lets him feel exactly what his victim is feeling wait which- what which, as far as Venom goes, that sounds like a fucking major flaw.
1: That would be the worst goddamn Venom I've ever
0: heard of. <laughs> it's great in this one
1: instance.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's like, so if his victim feels paralyzed, does he also feel paralyzed? <laughs> his victim feels,
1: feels like they're about to reach imminent death, is that also his feeling?
0: But in this case, his victim is about to feel imminent climax, so he's there too. And he uses this moment to be like, Oh, Peter, I know you always had the hots for me. I mean, who does it? Bring me that culo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, um... Can you say that in an Irish accent?
0: <laughs> Oi, Peter, bring that little culito over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. And that, so there's, of course, some, like, little, like, light play... Uh, Miguel starts Stroking Peter's face and Peter's like Oh your cheekbones they're so defined And uh, Miguel I have a question here And I'm not saying you or I Have ever been in this scenario but I i have a question About the ergonomics of this so they're standing Face to face right mm-hmm. So Miguel starts jerking Both of them off And that just seems like one Person is putting in all the effort <laughs> and I can't find any way to do that. that. That looks sexy. My the thing that's in my mind is like he's like a like freaking hydraulic machine You're just going. Ur, 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 ur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, let's see.
1: I mean, yeah, but I mean, even if he is doing all the work, that just means he's like the the dominant,
0: right? I mean, I, I mean, I guess he's the dominant because he bit him with poison, but he's also being affected by the venom. So uh, that's true. Is, huh. is it? I don't
1: know. We're in we're in muddy waters here. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the waters sure are muddy, and they're about to get a lot muddier. See,
1: when you um, said when you said we were doing Spider Man, I I thought I assumed there was going to be some sort of like web equivalent of a sex wing. That's that's what
0: I assumed. Ooh, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, yeah, right. Like they could just get the webs and then just like, yeah, that's perfect.
1: See, I should write my own Spider Man fanfic.
0: <laughs> Yeah, either we write it first or someone else does. Uh, it's a race, guys. See who writes it down first.
1: No, that idea is is a uh, is copyright. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm we've gonna already, trademark we, that. You've laid claim
0: to it. <laughs> so the, the the jerking continues, which I don't know. We we talk a little bit about terminology on the show. Do you think the word jerking is just inherently unsexy? Jerk? Oh. I heard someone yeah. say a hand job is supposed to be unsexy. It literally has "job" in the title.
1: I mean, so does blowjob. Blowjob.
0: Oh my god! Is that a sexual like? Is that rim, like rim job? I mean, I okay. Well, so I guess there's one that applies to guys. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> this is a lot of jobs. Though. I don't know. I was gonna say, oh my god, is our terminology sexist? Do we need to rethink this? <laughs> I guess so. They're getting close or I guess Peter no, they're both getting closer. They're 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 getting in there and then Peter tells Miguel to bite him again when he, you know <laughs> is about to splooge. <laughs> so you keep going, okay. Which once again, on, on the like pinnacle of bad ideas, getting a double dose of venom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly though. <laughs> be hilarious if like a second dose of venom just kills
0: kills. he's just doing that like Peter don't you know this will kill you if you get a second dose (laughs) think about it hermoso (laughs) and uh he is literally about to OD on this venom Viagra and Miguel decides to oblige him again and they both give each other the old Nantucket navel. oh yeah isn't that a callback we wanted? I love that. I, I still love that term. <laughs> yeah, The Nantucket Naval. Um, they both finish there and um, Peter passes out. <laughs> Damn. Because okay. he got another dose of venom. <laughs> so he does die. And Peter wakes up and he's like, what happened? And Miguel's just sitting there like, you passed out Boyle. It was a spectacular moment and uh do you remember?
1: does he remember what happened
0: yes apparently peter's like that was the best orgasm of my life okay and um he looks at miguel and he says i bet you could do it better on the bed and miguel's Uh-oh. like and miguel is like oh we'll do this to one to one to one till so i'm a tower of my feet <laughs>
1: I was about to say well you know what at least in this story like it implies that the only reason why he cheated on MJ is because he was like high off his fucking rocker
0: but uh he's just like up for it again okay yes and that was the first chapter there is a second so if you want to see how Miguel does on a bed setting check it out it was a great story uh how do you feel about mikhail's venom being uh essentially an erectile dysfunction cure uh i I mean i saw it
1: coming i did Um, too i think i I
0: think i read the tagline and i was like i know exactly what's gonna happen (laughs) i know this is good and i have to read it so our two stories today how do you how do you feel about them how did you like them
1: well i think i might have to read more but definitely um if the writers are going to make any other chapters past their chapter two, three, four, whatever they're doing, um, definitely get a, a web sex wink in there because I think, I think that would make for a good, uh, a good interaction.
0: Yeah, I think so. Imbued with blue, if you're listening to this, Hey, yeah, think about, it. you know, if you're doing a chapter three, make a web sex swing. <laughs> it's, yeah.
1: It's, ob- it's the thing. It's the obvious next step here. Yeah.
0: Like, I want Green Goblin, specifically William Defoe, Green Goblin to show up and just. <laughs> I have like, just...
1: Green Goblin, these nuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wanted. To... <laughs> this is graphic. I want them to be close to climaxing. And then he just looks at me and says, Godspeed, Spider <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this week's special double feature fan request episode. If you enjoyed it, please go check out the original stories. They are going to be linked down below. Um, we of course didn't read from them today, but I can assure you if these are what you're into, they're perfectly awesome fanfics, and they're a series that's continuing. So please check them out, support the authors, give them some likes, some shares, let the world know about it. And uh, yeah,
1: we're trying to stay away from reading word for word to encourage you guys to go read them yourselves. Exactly.
0: We, we want to, unless we have the author's permission, we don't want to read word for word because let's make it you know more incentive for you guys to check them out because that's what it's all about. We want to give some exposure to these young authors and help them feel good about it. So Absolutely. We appreciate it. So if you want to get in contact with us, maybe you have something you want to recommend to us. That'd be awesome. You can check us out at podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at looselycannon on Twitter. And you know what? We've also got a link to our Discord down below. So if you want to join us, chat with us, heck, we're going to start streaming soon. Uh, we actually did a test run yesterday on phasmophobia and I screamed like a little girl. he did it was i actually scared my roommate and the cat it was amazing (laughs) and yeah so if y'all are into that let us know and you know what q do you got anything uh nothing right now man all right i'm just gonna edit that part out then (laughs) (laughs) and guys this has been loosely canon and we're gonna catch catch you you on on the flip flip
1: side. side Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please rate and share our show on whatever platform you are listening on. A big thank you to our fanfic authors for giving us their wonderful stories to share with the world. Please give kudos and support to this week's entry through our show notes. This has been Loosely Cannon, and catch you on the flip side.